Good evening, my lovelies. Welcome once again to the Knackered Old Football Show with me, Graham, and my special guest, who, after 14 years of dying with COVID, has now joined me, uh, Joey Sadler. How are you, Joey? Yes, I'm good. I'm free from COVID now, Graham, which is uh, is lovely. But yeah, finally here, speaking to you. Yeah, I tried to get Joey on about, what, three years ago? No, but <laughs> what, how many months? A couple of months nearly, wasn't it? A couple it? of months, yeah. And then uh, he, he got COVID, and then I'd already had someone for the following week, and then I think he was on a couple of weeks later, but still had COVID. Then I got COVID. And now we finally met. Finally here. Just uh, goes to show COVID is still around, though. It is, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Full fitness yeah. back now, luckily. Yeah, touch wood. Till the next time. Touch wood, yeah. yeah. Till the next one. We have to live in a COVID world now, aren't we? I don't know where you want to start, uh, Joey, whether you want to start with uh, the, the last game or whether you just want to start with your overview of the whole season right back to Paul Cook. Which, what, well, you have a choice, mate. Well, let's let's have a little a little look at the season. And to be honest, as I was driving here thinking about what I was going to say about this season, I think the biggest way that I can sum it up is by saying that it's the most classical Ipswich Town type season we could have have had uh, last year. All of the changeover, all of the excitement going into this year. And to be honest, as we as we round up this season, although I don't think feel like it's been a particularly bad one, I actually feel like it's been quite a successful season. The table shows us still being in ninth place, uh, four points off what we finished on last year. So that's why I think it's just like classic Ipswich. We can have all of this success and joy off the pitch, which we have all endured. But on the pitch, we're still in the same kind of uh, position that we're in. Um, So it's been frustrating. I think there has been more highs than lows. I do generally believe that. I think we're all kind of just enduring a bit of a freakish League One, to be honest. I think if you look at the form teams in the country seems like all 12 of them are in League One. It's just like everybody's winning. Mm. Um, on another year, I think we probably would have been there or thereabouts, to be honest. So, classic Ipswich would only ever happen to Ipswich. Um, but on the whole, I think positive season, as long as we get a good kind of positive end to this campaign. Would you call the Paul Cook um, era positive as well? I had a bit of a strange kind of relationship with Paul Cook because when he first joined I wasn't sure at all I was on Twitter saying bad things about him and getting getting pelters for it to be honest and then as the season drew drew to a close and we had the summer and the start of this season I warmed to him a little bit I could see certainly see that we were a lot different um, and positive and everything like that so when he got sacked I wasn't actually kind of ready for him to be sacked in a weird way but just goes to show with with McKenna coming in I think um, He's not made Paul Cook look the best of managers, has he, with the, the he's success not. he's had. But, yeah, Paul Cook, uh, Liam Richardson, obviously, his assistant's probably going to win the league with Wigan. Does that say everything you need to know about Paul Cook, perhaps? Yeah, that's been brought up before, and I think you could well be right. Yes, <laughs> and I mean, had Wigan not been doing so well, he probably would still be would be here now with Liam Richardson, wouldn't he? Absolutely, yeah, um, so... That's the only kind of, and I know everybody's alluded to it, Richardson, maybe he's the, the kind of brains behind Cook. But I really liked Cook's um, charisma. Yes. He's certainly a, a motivator. I think where he struggled was was getting in so many quality players and not potentially having the tactical know-how of how to how to play, which McKenna no. obviously has in abundance. But I think to go, yeah, but to go back to what you were saying at the beginning, uh, it's certainly been brighter football hasn't it I mean it's quite chaotic under Cook at times you know you go tuning up and then you know we weren't going to win <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Cambridge was the highlight of that one mm. um, but it was certainly um, 
more exciting to watch and and whatever we and this has been said on the show before whatever we think of Paul Cook you can't knock the players he's got in because they are a step above what we had aren't they yeah I think that's the that's the thing with Paul Cook I think he'll take that where I know he's at Chesterfield now isn't he but will he stay there forever I'm not sure but he's certainly got a kind of uh, prowess about him he can yeah. certainly attract a, a player from the league above which he has done yeah. or two leagues above if you look at maybe Louis Barry but it just it just didn't work from here I, I think to be honest even in that season when he when he took over from Paul Lambert looking back now I think we all kind of were right to maybe expect a little bit more I know mm. he had the likes of Chambers and Scooter all struggling in League 2 at the moment but should he have done better then perhaps I think the owners alluded to it as well so I'm I'm glad we got rid of him when he we did saying that now yeah. but at the time I, I wasn't too sure whether that was the right choice or not so I think Paul Cook will be fine but a big club like Ipswich I don't think it, it was ever going to work. Yeah, yeah, it would have been, Yeah, we'll never know, will we? We'll this, never know. <laughs> this thing with um, Liam Richardson and uh, and my my grief about um, Will Keane, <laughs> such a great player. I think he'd be brilliant in this side, but uh, <laughs> yeah. he got grief. He'll get grief on it's Tuesday, isn't it? We Tuesday. Play. Yeah. So you've got two games you can cover at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's me and a few others. We, we really um, get angry about Will Keane because I, I rated him so so much, and yet he was got injuries at Ipswich, didn't he? And well, so he got Lam- 20, 20 goals now for yeah, just to player of the year last year as well. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know. That's <laughs> and I think God, what a striker he would be in this side. Mm. Well, especially with the, the front options that we yeah. have at the moment. I mean, I was going to allude to that, but there's anywhere we're going to look at potentially in the transfer market this summer it's got to be up top mm. um, weirdly Caden Jackson has come out of the, the yeah, dead and, absolutely, and yeah, now that's... looks the best striker yeah. that we've ever had but I think that's predominantly down to the system to be honest you can see the way McKenna plays he has what three or yeah. four intricate players that can open the door behind the striker that probably suits a quick man like Jackson rather than a absolutely player. yeah and and, and... You know, just anyway. So we move on to tweets and emails, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, this is as usual as they come in. Kevin Beatty Foundation. That's the lovely Malk. Hello, Malk. Hello. Looking forward to another great show and another great guest. He says all the right things, don't you? Hi, both. May I start with the shout out to Jordan Warren, of course, uh, for his first professional win last Saturday. Absolutely. I don't really follow follow it, but um, I did notice he won, which is great. Question is back to football. Uh, what changes would you like to see in the summer at the club? Keep up the great work. Cheers, Mark. Um, thoughts there? Well, yeah, well, I've just as I've just said there, I think the top end of the pitch is where we, we definitely need to look at. You've looked at a lot of these games under McKenna. They've been 0-0 or 1-1 or we've lost 1-0 and it just looks as if we're missing that cutting edge. Yeah. Um, I was in love with Macaulay Bond until November yeah. and now I don't think we should fork out for what's probably going to be a million quid QPR are going to want. Uh, purely because I think the way that McKenna plays is, is he would like a quick man that maybe plays on the last shoulder mm. because you've got your Chaplins, your Aluko, Salinas hinted he wants to stay. Those sort of players behind him to, to kind of you know play back to goal or, mm. or drive the ball forward. So top end of the pitch I think is a, is a priority. Three of our strikers could leave in the summer. Do we replace all three of those potentially? Will Norwood stay? I'm not sure. So would I'd you say, like to see Norwood stay? Well, I've got a bit of history with Norwood, and I have you. I've, yeah, he's. Um, I was out in Stone Market with uh, hey. the missus for a meal, and uh, I, I papped Norwood having a meal when he was injured. I put it on Twitter trying to break the story, and uh, 
he had me on toast, to be honest, and oh, rightly so. Yeah, rightly so. So, But, all jokes aside, I think he, it's a difficult one. What's he, 31 now? That's the thing, isn't it? I think he's more. He's 32, isn't he? 31, 32. Yeah, he's, he's, he clearly scores goals. I yeah. mean, the thing is with Norwood, he's, he's kind of a mix of all the strikers we've got together. Yeah. He can play long ball. He's, he's quicker than people think. He, he knows where the net is. He knows where the net He'll is. He'll annoy the defenders. He, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a, you know... Um, aggressive kind of striker he's someone that you'd want on your team rather than playing yeah. against but he's 31 32 he's, his injury record isn't great there is an attitude problem there clearly so i'm not sure do we give him another deal another one year deal i was going to say I'd, i think uh, i'd be up for a one year deal mm. maybe and then if obviously if that works out really well then you can extend that but go from there but yeah um, and I, he's also he's an impact player as well he come if he comes on as a sub he'll shake people up and he scores goals he scores he, goals he, at the end of the day you have to say yeah. that about James Norwood yeah. he does know where the net is he's got a habit of being there at the right time yes yeah. he's missed a few chances but having all strikers for Ipswich yeah. Town over recent years yeah. so um, yeah up top I would say Malk and left back slash left wing back is a necessity I'd also like to see us go and sort of poach a real dynamo in midfield to, to partner Sam Morsey. Yeah. I think uh, Sam's proven himself to, to be a cut above at this level, both as a captain and a central midfielder. So I'm kind of looking at maybe someone like Cameron Brannigan from Oxford, someone of that ilk. I know if Oxford don't go up, will he stay in League One? He'll probably go Championship. But someone like that of mm. real quality alongside Morsey would be absolute dream to watch. So do you see Thompson and Bakinson going back? I see Thompson going back. Um, to be honest, for me personally, Thompson's not done enough in an Ipswich Town shirt. He's had a few good games. I know a few people, and we'll get to it, have mentioned the fact that he doesn't go forward and is this McKellen telling him not to? I guess you've got Burns on that other side who's got a free role. We probably couldn't have two of them doing the same. Um, but for me, he's not done enough, really. He, he doesn't sort of stop his crosses or beat his man, so I haven't seen enough to, to keep him. Tariq Backinson, maybe. If the I'm not sure what his contractual situation mm. is at the moment, but maybe a player for the future. But then you've got to think we've got Raheem Harper coming back. Is he a similar mould to Backinson, perhaps? So out of the two, if Backinson signed, I wouldn't be dead against it. But no. Thompson, I'd, uh, there's no point in us forking out thousands or millions or whatever it'll be from. I mean, the, the you know you say has um, McKenna told him not to go past his fullback because we've got still got Burns on the other side, but. When he has gone off or been replaced, I mean, he was replaced once by KVY, who sadly we haven't seen for a while. No, I quite no. like him. Mm. He went past his fullback quite comfortably. So did mm. um, Penny the other night, the other day, didn't he? Yep. Yep. So it, it makes you wonder whether he's just incapable or just doesn't want to or just hasn't got the confidence, confidence to go past. It. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one with Thompson. I think I think there's a player there, but as you say, this mixture of things, I'm not sure what he is uh, defending-wise. I've not seen him stop too many crosses. He looks quick, but he's kind of not. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. He's a busy sort of player. Yeah, but, um, uh, plays on the edge, which I do like, but has, he's got himself involved in a few silly things. Mm. And Danny Cowley put touch yeah, yeah, yeah. with. So I'm not sure. I've not seen enough to, to warrant us breaking the bank for him, which I think Brentford will want probably at least 500k to a million for him anyway. So, yeah, yeah not for me. And talking about KVY, should he be still at the in the side? I, I quite like him, but he's never going to play right back while while um, Tennessean's playing so well. The thing is with KVY, when we signed him, he was an absolute breath, exactly. breath, breath. Can't even say it. Breath of fresh air. Yes, yeah. yeah, looked incredible. Was was brilliant going forward defensively as well. It just seems like he had that. Was it that knee injury or yeah. some sort of operation he had? 
um, in the Lambert 2019-20 season. He's not been the same since. You know, when you watch him play this year under McKenna, he's, he's been okay, but he's not been that kind of same vigorous um, KVY that we've known bombing forward. So, but do I, you think it might help if he got a running maybe. run of games? And McKenna's the man clearly to help wing backs and yeah. and help wingers, as we've seen with Burns mm. Nassian, and Nassian, and the list goes on. So. Potentially, um, I'm not sure though, just because of the injury record. You know, I think this club, over the last few years, has been very kind to to the likes of Emir Hughes and and Co. That have clearly got a bad injury record. We take him on, and it just never works, does it? So, unfortunately, I, I do like him, but I'd say maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. We'll move swiftly on. Um, Kieran, please. What is when is the return of ITFC chat? So you've lost me there, Kieran. So I'm hoping you well, know. Well, so ITFC about. chat was a um, was a similar thing to we're doing now. That I, I okay. I, I, I thought started, it might be. I thought yes, that's got to be. I started doing that in when Cook got sacked. Actually. Yeah. Um, so who knows, Kieran? Is what I'll say. If you want to launch it, my friend, go ahead. I'll leave that to you. There you go, Kieran. <laughs> uh, cheers for that, Alex Morton. Uh, read your discussion last week about Thompson never going past his fullback. I must say, I just assumed that it was not he was told not to, which is exactly uh, what Joey just said, wasn't it? Um, when we signed him, a clip was circulated of a left foot. Uh, this is in quotes: a left foot like a magic wand cross that he put in once. Frustrating that he's not repeated it for us. Yeah, well, I agree, Alex. I think everyone does. Yeah, Do you... I agree with that. Yeah, spot on, Alex. Yeah, we yeah. just we've just not seen it. Have it's we? Frustrating, isn't it? When frustrating, yeah, yeah is the word. Uh, Ro- this is lovely, Mrs. Nuts. Rotherham on Saturday. <laughs> That's Rotherham, yeah. Of course it is, Mrs. Nuts. I know what you speak like, you northerners. Uh, will we see some surprise in our lineup? It's on the telly, so I might settle down with a box of free range cream eggs. Good view, Mrs. Nuts. Nice. Will we see a surprise in our lineup, do you think? Well, it's on the telly, so I'll probably be watching behind my sofa if Ipswich Town. Especially when it's is, on Sky, yeah. Yeah, is anything to go by in recent years. But maybe. I'm not sure. Um, will McKenna think the season's completely dead? It, it, I think everybody would agree it is. But if we were to win the next four in a row, that puts us on, was it 75 points or something like that? Yeah, which would normally be. 77, which yeah. is. Should, normally be normally comfortable. Be enough, yeah. So yeah. he might. Have that in the back of his mind. Rotherham are on free fall at the moment. Yes, I've noticed. To yeah, Portsmouth three nil. Yeah, um, and obviously we we drew nil nil, beaten four nil earlier. So it'll be interesting. I don't think it will be crazy. I don't think we're going to see the likes of like Tari Simpson coming in or Cameron Humphreys playing in the middle of the park. But it, there could be a few. I think the centre back situation's uh, the biggest one because with Burgess out. Suspended. Yes, is going to yeah. probably be Elkin Bagger, isn't it? Or maybe Thompson plays yeah. that centre back role. So, yeah. out of those two, I'd rather Baggett than, than Absolutely. Thompson, who's one yeah. of our own, of course, Baggett. Yeah. But um, a few, I would say. No, I agree. I, I, yeah, I think Bagger would be. But uh, and then if let's hypothetically say right, we lose on we lose Saturday, then we really have no chance whatsoever of getting in the playoffs. Do you think you should still mix it about? Or oh. will he still... Someone said to me, um, who works at the club, uh, he said, I get the impression McKenna's a guy who wants to win at all costs and it'll, he isn't going to put youngsters in if he thinks he can win with the senior team, regardless of how important the game is. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's that's true. And if you've heard that, then I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we finished the, the season with the team we've had. Mm. But I would personally, and it might be old school, is is, is play a few more. Yeah, I think so. Not even the kids, but the players that have been fringe. You know, yeah, yeah. K. Vincent Young, yeah, a prime yeah. example. James Norwood's fighting for a contract. Uh, you yeah. know, so those sort of players, young players or fringe players, why not? We've yeah. got. I know we've got two big games, but then we've got. Is it Crew? 
away Charlton. at Cholenheim. I know yeah. Charlton I was out of the valley when they beat us, but so was I. Yeah, that was, we'll, we'll leave that there. Um, but they're what you consider winnable games for Ipswich and games that if we did field a weaker side, we should still challenge in. Yeah. So I would like us to if all is said and done, yeah. and it's mathematically out the window. Yeah, it will. It will be good. Carl Fuller who you must know. Yes. Uh, hi, Graham and Jerry. From one columnist to another, welcome, Joey, to the show. Uh, oh, you nice guys. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll both be writing about a promotion this time next year. My question for you both is, which striker out there do you think is realistically possible a possible target in order to increase our goals scored next season? And would you like to try and sign Bomb permanently? Keep up the good work, and I raise a cider to you both. Oh, yes, Carl. Loves uh, loves his cider, full of flavour, of course. Um, thank you for that, Carl. Uh, yeah, thoughts. Well, well striking wise, I wouldn't like to say purely because I think that our, a few of our signings from McKenna are going to be slightly left field. I think there are going to be a few that come through the door that we're not aware of, whether they're Manchester United graduates or Tottenham Hotspur. Um, I'm not sure how. I know I mentioned Cameron Brannigan earlier, and I'd like us to sign him, but. I'm not sure what the nature of our business will be. Mm. Uh, there's a, definitely a few good strikers in this division. The trouble I think Ipswich Town have got now is that we're in the second year of this takeover. So is it going to be harder? I know money talks, but is it going to be harder to convince players that, you know, because we threw a lot of money at it this summer, are they going to think, well, are they going to fail again? So I'd love us to go and sign one of the, the, the top scorers in this league or above. I know a lot of people are, are saying, let's go after a championship striker, which is, of course, the dream. Um, ideally for me, I think we need a, a balance of maybe somebody young and hungry. Maybe a, a kind of championship, not veteran, but a championship good striker. I've actually been, been saying I, I, if there was one that I'd like to get in on a kind of, uh, not pay-as-you-play, but a short-term basis, maybe would be Billy Sharp. Somebody yeah. who's been there, done it. He's not going to probably fit into the McKenna style of play, but if you one nil down and he comes on and he gets a chance, yeah. he's going to score. So I might be being a bit, um, bit silly with that one. But in regards to McCauley Bond, I wouldn't sign him, Graham, no, or Carl, I, I wouldn't, which is, it actually upsets me to say, because I think the fairy tale, you know, it's saved miraculously, we win four games in a row and we get to Wembley, there's no person other than maybe Sam Morsey, then Macaulay Bond, yeah, I would love to score the win absolutely, at Wembley, yeah. Um, yeah. but it's just not, it's not working at the moment, is no. it, the system doesn't shoot him, He's getting chances. He looks confidence looks shot to bits, and yeah. we've got to remember this. Barren run started in late November, really, is yeah. when the goals fully dried up. So that's been what six months. It has, it has, and uh, and also, if QPR do want to offload him, they're going to have to offload him for a silly, for, mm. you know, for a very low price, and then hope that if it's think we'll take a chance. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. He's yeah. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, Carl. Uh, this is from Ludo. In brief, guys, I've just watched two fairly uninspiring town displays. Does the panel think this is purely down to the fact that our playoff chances have gone or that the new manager bounces over or is it that McKenna may not be all he's cracked up to be after all? Personally, I don't think it's the latter. What are your thoughts? Definitely don't think it's the latter. No, I think we've seen I'll in, agree with you there, in, in what twenty odd games or whatever it's been that that McKenna is uh, top draw. He clearly is, you know, the real deal in terms of when it comes to coaching and style. And, and I could say a million and one things about McKenna, which every, you know people have already probably said. It's a difficult one, really. The um, the, the the loss at 
against Cambridge was we just never got going, did we? No. You know, even before the game, that first five ten minutes, they pushed on us a little bit. I almost thought we we prepared for it wrong. We've got to remember McKenna. He might be the Messiah, but he's still new to this game, so yeah. he's learning along the way as well. I think he probably thought Cambridge would come and do a Cheltenham or do a Morecambe away, 10 men behind the ball and sit in, but they didn't really. They kind no. of come on us a little bit. Um, and we just never looked prepared for that. And I was on the train to home with a bunch of Cambridge fans, which was lovely. But oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, they, they deserved every every inch of they it. Did. They did, you couldn't they, really complain. We, I couldn't complain, but no. did a complete number on us. Um, I wouldn't use the word criticise associate with McKenna but the only thing I would say is we need to we've got a bit of an inability at the moment to break team down, teams down and see off games you know Oxford away we were absolutely excellent for 95 minutes and we we drop a point which probably mm. ultimately cost us yeah, yeah. the promotion let's yeah. be honest so we need to find a way to go one a lap but then go to another put the game to bed you know we've done it we've done it against Gillingham and Burton Albion and then those sort of teams and, and Wimbledon away but that would be my only criticism but as, as far as the last two games go I'm not really sure maybe there's an element of players that are kind of well it's all but over now yeah. there's always going to be a tough task um, if you're asking players to win seven out of their last seven which was probably what we would have had to, do, to, to do, do then it you lose one or drop points in one then it, yeah. it's kind of over isn't it so probably a mixture of that I'd say yeah I think so and I agree I don't think it's because he's not as good as we think I think he is pretty good to be honest <laughs> isn't he uh, this is from Slower Ball good evening Jeevester good evening the Saddler love the show thank <laughs> you mate I'm detecting a pattern lots of possession nice passing football boss the game just the one goal. Couldn't beat the team. We should be beating. The sending off, correct decision. Changed the game. And we certainly missed Burgess's height when he departed. Perhaps Baggett would have been a better option than Thompson. Thompson will be disappointed not to start, particularly given the abject performance of Penny. Penny, yeah, week before, I thought he'd Penny did all right. He's simply not good enough, I'm afraid. But we need to finish teams off. We should have been two or three up then the red card wouldn't have cost us two points. Some may disagree, but I thought the ref had a really good game. Yeah, can't disagree. And McKenna said the same, didn't he? We should have been well, yeah, going to bed before the sending off. We've just, yeah, just alluded to it. And that, that, that is the only thing you say with McKenna's Ipswich, is there is a bit of a pattern that we you know we yeah. keep it nil-nil for a while. I remember the, who was it? we beat Gillingham 1-0 at home, I think. Chaplin scored, and I thought, OK, finally, we've been able to, to keep find it. that decisive goal. But that's a problem. Um, I don't know what that is to be honest but I trust in McKenna fully with a transfer window even more so that going into next season we can we can do that because we to be honest, bar the Cambridge game and maybe the Shrewsbury game, you, well, actually, I think we dominated that as well. Yeah. We've dominated probably 95% of the I know, Cambridge I games. sometimes look at my phone watching the game and then look at it and it's got like, like 68% yeah, possession, 75% possession. You think, blimey, and this is in away games as well. Exactly. You know, yeah. Especially the Oxford game. I was shocked. We went to their patch. They were, what, fifth at the time or yeah. whatever. Had a great home record and absolutely scored. I know, really, I know. For, for however many minutes. So. Yeah. That's the only thing I think we just need to get. And I don't think that's McKenna. I think that's the personnel. Yeah. I think that's a cutting edge up top. Yeah. Um, get that in and strike it with all the chances that we've been creating, which is probably laughing in 20 yeah. odd seasons. So. Does the panel agree? It's a continued slow ball. We don't have enough shots, particularly from outside the box. This is pretty much what you're almost saying, isn't it? Um, the Shrewsbury goal was a corker. No chance of us scoring goals like that because we rarely, rarely do we have a dig. <laughs> Trying to walk the ball in the net. How's that worked out? Ooh, keep smiling, Matt Richards. 
yeah. yeah. Thoughts quickly. I'd agree with that 100%. Yeah, I think that's... To be honest, that was the same under Cook as well. We yeah, do like to score the perfect goal. Yeah. A lot of um, a lot of our uh, games, especially at Portman Road that I've watched, we've been camped outside the opposition area, side to side, side yeah, to side. Yeah. Just mix it up a little bit. Throw, throw a ball in the box or have yeah. a pop or whatever. You never know. So, yeah, I would agree with that. We need to do that a little bit more. Or lob the keeper like Selena did. Yeah, exactly. Just goes to show. You've got magic Absolutely. in your team. They can, they can do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, Right, Joey, we've got uh, a minute left. So you've got two games you can talk about. Mm-hmm. Aren't you honoured because it's normally just one? You've got two to talk two about. Two games so. in a minute. Okay, well, Rotherham away. Um, I think we'll go and beat Rotherham, I do. I think Rotherham are free fall. There's always a team that, that flunders it at the end of the season. That will be Rotherham, in my opinion. Do you think they'll actually fail to go up? Uh, I do, yeah, I do. I think the top two, I think MK Don's probably the best team I've seen at Portman yeah. Road this season. Yeah. Uh, Chef, uh, Wigan, sorry. Not seeing them in abundance, to be honest, but I think they'll they'll win the league. Um, so I think we'll beat Rotherham. I think we'll draw with Wigan, um, and I think in Ipswich Town fashion we'll end up losing to Crew or dropping points against Crew or something like that. So I think it'll be a slow and steady, but decent enough into the season. And, and funnily enough, night games seems to have been rather quieter, haven't they? They have. Like, I always yeah. used to love night games because the atmosphere. And um, don't don't boo Will Keane, please. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. him. Big fan. <laughs> so <laughs> results quickly. I'm going to go uh, 1-0 Rotherham and 2-2 for the weekend. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.